1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Sasquatch and Wild Card Casino. They are giving away over $17,000 or up to $30,000 towards the lease or a purchase of an applicable vehicle from Omera Ford. Grand prize drawings January 22nd and 23rd. You can get finalist entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming Players' points. Also, Sasquatch has a sports book. They have a great prime rib dinner, full dinner for just $7.25. You're going to love going up there as much as I do. And while they can't say it, I will. They've got really loose slots, and I love playing up there, specifically Whale's Tales. That is my slot machine. Love Whale's Tales. Head on up to Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk. Time now. For the lead
0: the lead is presented by smoke and dave's barbecue and brew colorado's best barbecue since 2007 go get some tonight in denver centennial longmont Lyons, and estes park all right
1: mike shanahan famously said when looking for a head coaching job the first two things you look at are the owner and the quarterback so The Broncos will likely be looking for a new quarterback. We know they are looking for a new owner. Let's look at these teams who will likely be looking for a new head coach in the offseason. The Broncos, the Jaguars, the Bears, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, Washington, and the Texans. Not Washington. I didn't mean to put Washington in there. Um, Or the Texans. In order, which is the most attractive You mean put journey. Seattle in there? Uh, we could put Seattle okay, in there if we right. want to. Okay. I don't well, think it's any guarantee, but
2: maybe. Okay. I mean, let's say if Seattle is available, then if they don't hire a coach, Taylor Russell Wilson, you'll know who the quarterback's going to be. So all these other situations. Let's, let's, let's yeah, take, let's take yeah. Seattle out of it.
1: All right. All right, fine. Because these are the teams that we can pretty much put good money on, maybe with the exception of the Vikings. So let's take the Vikings out of there, okay? Let's take them out of there. Teams that They're will, literally in the playoff race right now, right. believe it or not. Teams that will be looking for new head coaches, likely the Broncos, but definitely the Jaguars, Bears, Raiders, Giants, and Texans. Mm-hmm. Rank them. All right.
2: Believe it or not, I would say that the number one job is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's not a believe it or not. They have Trevor Lawrence. They have Trevor Lawrence. And even though they haven't really won consistently under Shahid Khan, you have all the resources you need. They will spend. They have a fairly unlimited budget. They're building a new facility there by their stadium. They're investing in the area around their stadium. I, I, I'd say this. Jacksonville is one of those places where you don't have to fight for the extra blocking sled, right? It's very much, coach, what do you need?
1: And they write the check kind of like what Pat Boland did. Right. And the only danger is you might yeah. have to play all your home games in London. Well, no,
2: with what they're investing in Jackson, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think okay. they they want to they love the London game. They love being a London team for one game a year, but they're not leaving okay. Jackson. Okay, I would agree yeah. that's the number one That spot. is that is the number one spot. Again, mm-hmm. and part of it is even though Trevor Lawrence had a tough year, they're still there's still the general belief that this is going to turn around. Now, this is where it gets interesting because you have one other team in this that has a young quarterback from this year's draft. That's Mm -hmm. Chicago. Here's the problem. The problem is the McCaskey family owning that team. Yep. And That is a place where you have to fight to get that blocking sled. And they
1: are in salary cap hell. Yes.
2: But they have a quarterback. They have a quarterback. They've ID'd their quarterback in Justin Fields. This is a team that I think they need to get the, the coaching hire right. They need the right person. If it were up to me... Brian Dable. No, I was thinking Greg Roman from Baltimore. No, I think it will be Brian Dable. Yeah. But I, 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 would go, I think Roman with Lamar Jackson is a little more analogous to what they're, they want to do in Chicago. Okay. But I think either one... It's the same general point. You're getting somebody with the intent of maximizing Justin Fields. So is, are the Bears number two? The Bears are number two. The Raiders are number three.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: And then, again, the, the ownership. Well, you know Mark Davis owns the team. We're not talking about the resources. Mark of Davis is a time, good owner.
1: but he's Mark Davis is a good owner. He's
2: a good owner. I'll say this. He has a habit of saying some dumb things. Like this weekend when he was complaining about the game being pushed back because of the outbreak of positive tests on the Browns. But but he's not a a bad owner like Dan Snyder. Right. I get that you're upset, (coughs) but that's one where you you keep that to yourself. You don't worry about that. In general, he's done a good job. He's, by the way, to his credit, even though they had to leave Oakland behind and they left the fans behind, by moving to Las Vegas, he has turned that team from a low-revenue franchise into a high-revenue franchise. And so he's made it viable. And... You do have caught. You do have, of course, Derek Carr. But with Derek Carr, but believe it or not, by the way, you know uh, since Henry, since uh, the the Broncos game in October, nine touchdowns, seven picks. Derek Carr goes through stretches where he's just okay. He's in one of those stretches right now where he's just
1: okay, right. not great. So well, he, maybe losing John Gruden as his offensive coordinator plays a role in it right. too. Okay, right. Number four is the Giants over the Broncos. Um. The Broncos, I don't know the ownership situation. Well, I'm not saying you have to go by the Mike Shanahan rule. Well, but the other
2: thing that also comes into play here is in terms of getting a quarterback, They have because they have the two first-round picks, there's a little bit more in terms of what they can offer in terms of a trade. Uh, if Russell Wilson decides he's okay with going to multiple teams, the Giants can offer more than the
1: Broncos can. I understand that. With that, and the Texans are dead last. Oh, gosh, yes. Because, we, and that actually comes down to ownership. I don't think Cal it, McNair is a buffoon. I don't think anyone should be overly worried taking the head coaching job or even coming here with the ownership situation. Give me an example where a guy or a gal just bought a team and then suddenly becomes cheap. I would like an example. Of there, there, there are none. They're not going the, to become cheap it they're is not possible, going to become frugal but they but what you guys do work, get right. when when what, somebody buys a team they get excited about it they want to pour money into it look at what happened with the mets and cone look at what happened with tepper in carolina new owners want to make a splash and man do they have the money to do it not to mention the nfl is not going to hire someone or not hire Well, they really are hiring they aren't going to allow an owner to buy the team who has a reputation of being frugal. But the other thing, but that's not the issue. The issue is not
2: how much the owner is going to spend. The issue is does the what kind of leash does the owner give people who he or she didn't hire? And the type of financial heft that these whoever whoever gets the Broncos, the type of financial muscle that a new owner would bring in means that there isn't a motivation to stick with people that you just hired. And certainly if you hire a coach and give them a four-year deal, but the, the owner says, you know, I've got somebody different in mind, right? You're more than willing to write the check for that person to walk away. It's well, it's kind of like Jerry Jones. When he spent $140 million for the Cowboys, which was viewed as an audacious sum at the time, right? Jerry Jones had no problem writing the check to Tom Landry to go walk away because he had his person in mind in Jimmy Johnson. I don't think it would be that immediate, but I do think a new owner would put
1: everybody basically on a kind of a one-year trial period. That guy would be paying a ton. First of all, yeah. No one who comes in as the head coach is signing anything less than a four-year deal. Right. Period. And George so, Payton has another
2: five years left on his deal. Correct. Can't so He'd be paying so, a lot so, of money, but if, we, if you're worth 6 or $8 billion, that might be considered an acceptable cost to okay. bring in your own people okay. if you view it for a year and don't like the direction it's headed. It would very much put the pressure on... George Payton and the new and whoever the new coach is, and it's and it's one reason why you could see a scenario. Even though I don't expect this will happen, maybe they just they do stand pat if they're nine and eight and kind of on the front. The, the
1: problem with the calendar is this: you're gonna to have to hire a coach before you can make a trade for Wilson or Rodgers. Right. So. Um, how do you make that higher? Are you trying to tailor make it towards Wilson and hire Quinn? Are you trying to tailor make it towards Rodgers and hire their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett? I think part of I think with George Payton's perspective, he may lean on who and what he
2: knows. Correct. And that's why Plenty of conversations are going on. That's why the name Dan Quinn will come up very heavily if the Broncos move on from Vic Fangio because they have a familiarity going back to Miami uh, when they work together and Russell Wilson, even though Dan Quinn's a defensive coach, we know that Russell Wilson thinks very highly of Dan Quinn for his work in Seattle.
1: Then it becomes a question of who the offensive coach is. See, it's funny because I think the Broncos of all these teams have the most attractive roster. Yes. They just don't have the quarterback. But that, that's the hardest piece to get. Yep. That's the thing. It's... It's kind of
2: sad to think this way, but the Broncos, they've done a lot of work, but they're missing the piece that basically turns you from a mid-tier team with all this talent into a great team. This isn't this isn't the NFL of the 1990s or the early 2000s. You know, you're not riding Jake Delome to a Super Bowl appearance anymore with a great defense and great receivers like that Carolina team of 03. They had Steve Smith, the future Hall of Famer, catching passes. They had a good running game. They had Julius Peppers as a terrific edge rusher. They were stout at all three levels of defense. And they got to the Super Bowl with Jake DeLone. That's
1: not happening right now. If, if, if Peyton could say to a potential candidate, we feel really good about getting Wilson and Rodgers, that guy's going to jump and taking the job. Right. But what if he has to say, uh, we don't. We're going to have to go in the draft. Then the Broncos are definitely behind the Jaguars, behind the Bears, behind the Raiders, and who else? I'd say probably, well, the
2: Giants are facing a QB situation of their own, but they have, correct at this moment, the Giants have back-to-back picks in the top 10. So the Giants are in position to take QB one yeah, right but, now. But you know
1: what? And then the, the Panthers could get QB, too, but, if they don't get the but, Sean but Watson. He, but here's the thing. If we're being completely honest about this, I understand, you know, what people know in metrics and things like that. And they're more educated guesses than the others. But if you take the top five quarterbacks and you put their names in a hat, you have as much probability of predicting who's going to be the best one of those five as you do picking a name out of a hat and being right. At least with this year's class. That's my point. So how attractive is it for the Giants to take QB1? Who's to say he's going to be the best? I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the uh, Trubisky draft, um, who was the first
2: quarterback taken? It was Trubisky. But they screwed that up. If John Fox didn't want Trubisky. If John Fox had made the pick instead of Ryan Pace... Foxy might still be coaching that team. Right who do you now. think he would have taken? Sean Watson. Yeah. Would, and who knows? That's a butterfly effect thing because who knows if Deshaun Watson has the
1: same proclivities right. that get him in trouble in Chicago as he would have in Houston. Coming up after the break, we put this question out on Twitter. We got a lot of great responses. We're going to read a lot of them as well. Our Twitter poll question, Teddy Bridgewater, as you know, two concussions in the last 12 weeks. Um Regardless of what Locke does, should Denver just shut down Bridgewater for the rest of the season for the sake of his health? Even if he passes the concussion protocol, I was very surprised, very, very surprised um, at the reaction that we got on Twitter. The overwhelming reaction we got on Twitter. We'll tell you what it is next.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest product Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. Christmas is coming up. You can get a great gift there before Santa comes. You can get all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they install everything. They can get you something aftermarket. And the big box stores, they do not do that, but they do that at Colorado Off-Road. What else do I love about Colorado Off-Road? Local company. A guy, Jerry, he's from Littleton, and Colorado Off-Road is in Littleton. He wants to keep the business there. Colorado Grown, Colorado Owned, that's Colorado Off-Road. Got some breaking news. And if you are driving right now up to Boulder for the CU Kansas game, turn your car around and thanks for listening because you have more time to listen to us. The game has been canceled, not postponed. It has been canceled uh, due to Covid nineteen protocols within the Buffs program, CSU already made the decision to uh, postpone its tournament game tonight against Alabama, which I think a lot of people were looking forward to. And a lot of people were looking forward to this as well because this was
2: KU's first appearance in Boulder, I believe, in uh, near in nearly nine years, mm-hmm. and another. And this was a game that was actually supposed to be played last season with the Jayhawks coming to Boulder but was pushed back because there were no fans in the stands at Coors Event Center last season and so this is this is really tough for 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 CU and I, look this was going to be a tough game they were a double-digit underdog it's a young buff team probably was it was not going to go well but just the excitement of having a former rival back in the building you know K, KU for basketball always moves the needle uh, when they come to Boulder this is, it's a tough night
1: for the CU program to not get this shot. I hate to say this, especially because I have friends up in the CU Athletic Department. It would have been better if KU played Colorado State. That would have been a great game. But that game wouldn't have happened either because I understand. of COVID. I'm saying I would have rather have seen that on the schedule. Obviously, right. you but can't. But it's a big night. It would have been a big night for CU. It was a big, exciting
2: night. Now it's not going to happen. All it's I'm saying
1: is I, I, I get that. Don't jump down my throat. I'm just saying it would have been a better game, unfortunately, if it was against CSU. By the way, more breaking news. This coming out of Douglas County. In all caps, do not purchase tickets to a New Year's Eve party advertised to be held at our Douglas County fairgrounds. This coming from the police department. In all caps, there is no such party. It's a fraudulent event. Do not purchase tickets. The sheriff's office is investigating. Investigating. I don't know anybody who would say, you know what, I got to spend New Year's Eve at the Douglas County Fairgrounds. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Time now for
0: The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker, because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Ain't no party like a Douglas County party, except Douglas
2: County... Party. Oh, the fair. No, it doesn't stop. It doesn't start, obviously. Oh, yeah. By the way. I wish I could have been yeah. out there for that yeah. fake party. By the way, we were talking about Washington
1: earlier starting Garrett Gilbert. Yep. They're up seven nothing on. Philly. Is that right? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, we had a Twitter poll question for today. You know about Teddy Bridgewater. Paraconcussions concussions over the last 12 weeks had to go to the hospital as well. And we asked, should the Broncos shut down Bridgewater for the rest of the season for the sake of his health, even if. He passes the concussion protocol. I understand there are a lot of people that don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I get that. Mm -hmm. However, I was was a little surprised and pleasantly surprised at a lot of these responses. They were focused
2: overwhelmingly on the human side of it, which I think is the only thing that matters. The human side for Teddy Bridgewater and the long-term health side. 92.1% 92.1% of the voters said yes, no matter what Locke does, no matter where things stand, Bridgewater should be shut down for the year, even if he passes through the NFL post-concussion protocol.
1: Give us some of the responses right. from the Rocky Mountain Forest Products. For this one from Rick at OC Colorado guy.
2: Quote, his wife slash agents should step in and shut him down for the year. He has a long Tyrod Fitzmagic career type of career ahead of him and he should not risk his health and career by playing out the string says Leanne Harrington his long term brain health could be at stake for what a men's school, school chance at the playoffs or as one person answered to play spoiler what is wrong with people who would think that knocking the Chargers out of the playoffs or the Chiefs out of the number 1 seed is worth risking someone's future Hold, let me ask yes. you a
1: question yeah. What do you think the responses would be if the Broncos right now were sitting with a ten and four record?
2: I think they would probably it would not be ninety two point one percent. I think it'd probably be I think it'd be about eighty twenty. twenty okay. what do you think I've kicked out a lot of followers from my Twitter feed who are who would probably have such objectionable opinions as saying, hey, play on no matter what
1: with that what if if Bridgewater is cleared yeah. What do you think he wants to do knowing he is going into a contract year? He will want to play. Yep. And the
2: question is, will Vic Fangio try to push him out there? Because we've already seen Vic Vic uh, Fangio push him out there against the Browns. And Teddy wanted to play. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I all, push, player, all players want to play. Pushes the wrong turn. All players want to play. Let's just say that, that the coaches did not stop Bridgewater when he was hobbling around on one healthy leg from playing that night in Cleveland. When I think we can look at the way at how immobile he was and say, he probably shouldn't have been out there that night, especially if there's any validity that to the, what they kept saying that the two of them, that Bridgewater and Locke were close. I think it's obvious they didn't think they were close based on the decision they made that week. But, um, give me a couple others. All right. This one, uh, from Ryan Severance, quote, I think it's entirely up to him and what he is comfortable with, unquote. Um, it, alluding to what you said about the playoff possibility, uh, Idaho Gabe says, quote, we aren't making the playoffs. No reason to jeopardize his health long-term, unquote. But to me, like, even if you were making the playoffs, it had a good shot at the playoffs, I don't think jeopardize jeopardizes health long-term for this. This is one where, t- when Teddy Bridgewater clears, if, if and when he clears the protocol, and from... What Vic Fangio said on Monday, highly, quote, highly unlikely, unquote, he's going to be available this week. So it's not going to be a quick clear. But let's say he clears it next week and he's and he's available then. That's where a decision comes into play. And you do have to sometimes save the player from them from oneself, especially when, as you alluded to yesterday, a concussion is kind of a euphemism
1: for brain injury. It's a brain injury. I'm going to tell you how well I know my radio partner here, Danny. I'm going to do it on MileHighSports.com. I'm going to count down uh, four seconds. Once I get to one, once I get to one, Mace is going to blow up. You ready? Oh boy! Here we go. Ready? Ready. Uh, uh, this is coming from Judy. 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 Start the clock. Say start. Start. It was great seeing him lay there acting like there he was hurt. He played that up to get people like you to feel sorry for him. You fell for it. What I want to say, I can't say on
2: FCC monitored (laughs) airwaves. You know, I can't see that, which tells me I've got that jack wagon muted. Or maybe blocked on Twitter. Man. So I can't, for, uh, see, this is, uh, this is why I'm glad I use mutant block. Yeah.
1: What? I, I feel like... I feel did, it, like, did someone really say that? I feel like the organ grinder and you're the monkey and I'm just cranking well, it up and watching you dance. Yeah, well, that's why, it's right here. It's right here.
3: <laughs> Y'all fell for it. I was seeing similar comments about the whole Drew Locke read option play where he was a part of the fumble afterward. I was seeing similar things uh, that were not very supportive of Teddy after he left the game regarding what he did a couple weeks back so I'm not surprised a lot of people are pretty callous
1: oh, it's, it's,
2: it's well rough. actually now I found his response it's a, it's a series of responses he said quote release him give the fans something to cheer about give us that unquote and then he said he was cheering when he got knocked out this is just up
1: Sociopath Just winding you up.
2: Why did, why did you wind you? Why did you want me to see that? I didn't because you wanted me to get mad? I didn't want because to- you wanted me to have what little faith I have in humanity again destroyed by this weasel, by this sociopath.:
1: It's great for talk radio. <laughs> a nice old bite there. See what's funny is yeah. the way I set it up, Mace you tried your best. Not to get wound up just to spite me, but you just couldn't help yourself. It's because I'm
2: a human being and I have em- and I and I have empathy and I hate when people don't have empathy for somebody who's legitimately hurt. Right. I mean, there was some idiot saying going on my Twitter feed saying that he was faking the injury. Let me What is
1: wrong uh, with people? Okay, I'm gonna say this and I'm sure you will probably agree, although knowing you again despite me, you won't. Um, I'm going to sum up how you feel and how I feel uh, by being very calm and giving my response in a couple of sentences. Okay. Usually you're the one who's yelling. No, that's not true. No. This guy should be permanently castrated and not allowed to breed. He should not allowed to have children because that's the garbage that he is raising. We don't need any more of anything like him in this world. Coming up after the break, there's a Kurt Warner movie out. Good feel-good story. The American Underdog, a Kurt Warner story. Opens in theaters on Friday. Reviews have been pretty lukewarm. I I can see why. I read them. But he's still going to go see it. And what athlete would make a great movie? We'll talk about that next.
0: afternoon drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at sthmazda.com. live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watch us mileisports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public Not retail, but wholesale. Go
0: to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. OK, the Kurt Warner movie is going to be premiering on
1: Christmas Eve. It's called "American Underdog." The Kurt Warner story. I think this was an obvious choice to make a movie about an athlete, uh, knowing his story, that he was bagging groceries, and you know, he adopted uh, his wife's child, and I mean, just a wonderful story. Um, the reviews have been lukewarm, though. Were you planning on going to see it? And now that you know, the reviews have been meh? Are you still going to go see it? Wasn't planning on seeing it. Wasn't going to go see
2: it. Why? Well, I could... You know how some... I don't like to judge movies on trailers, but any movie can look like a great movie in a trailer, no right? No question. This movie did not look like, look like a great movie in a trailer. Yeah, and, and you're usually putting in your best stuff. Yeah. And that's because I. And look, the thing that I noticed right away is that the attention to detail isn't great in this film. Like, there's a scene where they show him... Picking up a football when he's just out of college, trying to get, you know, trying to, to get to arena football, he's wearing a shoe that wasn't introduced till two thousand three. Oh, you have scenes in the trailers where he's wearing, he's meeting with Dick Vermeil or Mike, like, and he's and Mike Martz when Martz is the coordinator, and he's wearing a logo the Rams didn't have then. Dick Vermeil is wearing the wrong Rams color windbreaker that they didn't introduce those colors until after he left the Rams when they went from blue and yellow to navy blue and gold.
1: Did you ever watch? There, Game you ever watch Game of Thrones? No. Yeah, are you familiar with the clip in which uh, there was a Starbucks cup on the table and it was actually it was actually not edited out? Yeah, I. No, I didn't realize. But the thing I never saw it.
3: Every time I watched it, yeah. I never saw it. You There's too much it. going on. Right. Yeah. But there was a freeze frame
1: of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there was a Starbucks cup.
2: But the thing, when you see it like once, <laughs> one, one mistake can happen. But when I'm watching. I'll well, Ram- have a vanilla latte, please, yeah. with my sword. But when I'm watching, like, and the other thing, like, if you look at the, the jerseys the Rams players are wearing, the numbers on the fronts of the jerseys are the wrong size. Yeah. Like, there are so many things on that where it's like. You, you, they got some details right like I looked like the arena football logos and all that I'm like they they obviously went to some effort but then it's like I feel like they got lazy and that's why I think this is probably just a basic paint finger painting or paint yeah. by numbers
1: yeah. film do you see a lot of movies
2: um, how many, not as how not many, as, many as I used to how many a year do you say you usually see like new ones or just ones I've seen before new
1: ones I'd say probably 10 or 12 a year 20 okay if I see more than 3 a year that's a lot. Oh, let me finish. Yeah, me finish. go ahead. I have an incredible streak going that I would challenge anybody to. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a bad movie in decades. Because let me guess. Decades. I've not seen a bad movie. Let me let me guess. It's
2: because that you kind of limit the number of movies you see. You you see what's got like a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes, stuff like that and then you Say, I'm going to watch that. What's the
1: cast? What's the storyline? Uh-huh. What are the ratings? Yeah. What do people think of it? I, di- I just don't see bad movies. Right. I mean, I, re- I I. told you, I just saw a great movie last night. I mean, like... the. the- and, and this, yeah, this yeah. might be the second or third movie I've seen yeah. all year. It's Stillwater with Matt Damon, and it's fantastic.
2: It's like I'm reading a review from the Washington Post that gives it two and a half out of four stars. Yeah. It says, if a sports movie can be said to have a game plan, writes Thomas Floyd of the Washington Post... The Kurt Warner biopic "American Underdog" plays it safe, yeah. And I think that that's what this is. This, when I watched the the trailer yeah. and saw the things that they kind of missed, I got, and I got a I got a Hallmark Christmas movie vibe, which is very much. It's it's very um, for lack of a better, there's there's a very lot formulaic, of rich,
1: and there are a lot of religious overtones in yeah, it, it as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's very it's a it's a perfect for it's Christmas. It's up to a it's it's on a specific formula, so it's not going to be horrible but it's not going to be anything memorable. Put, it, I mean, if you know the story of Kurt Warner, the real story is going to be, and you know that, the reality of the story is going to be more interesting than what you're going to
1: watch on the right. screen. All right, give me, uh, Danny, play along with us. Give us two or three athletes, male or female, that you think would make a great
3: movie. Hmm. That's, uh, it's tough on the spotlight do they up, have to be no, athletes no, 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 or can no, they be don't, teams don't
2: don't do
1: that you do just in case you missed it twice a day you never tell us the questions and because we're pros we don't say well that's a tough one let me think about well, sometimes, well, sometimes, sometimes I, do. I do he does i don't yeah andrew would you like to go first
2: you know what there are so, like, i think it's also like some teams like i would like no no, to- no
1: no no i asked for an athlete
2: well i know you don't did.
1: stall Give me somebody, Danny. I wouldn't give mind me seeing
2: somebody. the Nicole Jokic story. Okay, there you go. In That's terms cool. of a local athlete and and coming from Serbia as he did, and okay. you know, basically being like this this pudgy kid who you know grew, grew up drink in, two liter bottles of Coke twice a day, yeah, grew, and he grew up to become the best player in the world. Yep, literally, right? Literally, that you can say that right now, best player in the world. That so, that'd be a great story. So you're there. going Jokic? What do you yeah. got?
3: Um, I think an interesting local. one would be Frank Gore because he played on some Miami teams with a lot of incredible other athletes, fought mm-hmm. through some injuries to get to the league, and then was one of the most consistent and longstanding running backs once he got to the NFL. I'll even give though he you, got knocked out by Darren Williams over the weekend. I'll
1: give you five people because yeah. to me it's about not only their achievements, but the story behind it number one is babe Didrikson zaharias mm-hmm. who not enough people know about who you can make the case is the greatest all-around athlete ever and there was
2: I'm, a movie made about her back yeah, yeah, decades ago a long time
1: ago with alex karis and uh yeah well listen when
0: you
2: have his a,
1: future wife there you go okay well i'm talking about a good one a good one not enough people know who she is yeah. and i knew it was called the babe wasn't it it's called babe yeah. babe someone and alex Karras played george zaharias yeah, yeah and and then i believe and then i believe he uh had a son on set named webster okay oh. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to see. uh, I'd like to see a movie on Tiger Woods. I think his story would be fascinating. Which part of the story be fascinating? Because you know what, all of it. I think all of it from from his from his father basically having extramarital affairs in front of his own son to the way he trained him to his life as a sex addict to being the greatest golfer in the world. How he changed the game. Car crash. Am I missing anything? I
2: think you want to kind of distill it down to one thing because there's one. There's a a very well reviewed biopic out on. Princess Diana, called Spencer, that Kristen yes. Stewart is in. Okay, Have you seen it?
1: Yeah. Is it good? It's good. It, it, maybe I'll watch it. it but it but it distills Tonight.
2: it distills it down to one weekend, you, right? And I think for as the, the centerpiece, right. I think for Tiger, too much. He would never go through. Well, he would never want to do this movie, but it would be done independently. No, but I agree. that period of time when his marriage sure. fell apart and there was the accident and all that, like the low point like one of the low points for him i'm talking about the first not the accident recently but the one outside of his house in I, the wake of those affairs i would want to see that movie i i'm saying there are a lot of different plot lines you right. can come up with but i think that like you you want to do a film on someone at their best or someone at their at their worst uh, and the, that i think at his worst but then eventually eventually coming back from that and winning the masters yeah. would be a really interesting character story
3: uh unfortunately because he died young, but I think Kobe Bryant will probably have one within the next couple of years here. Might
1: mm-hmm. that'd be a good one. Yeah. I'd like to see one done on Casey Martin. For those that don't know who he is, uh rare <laughs> circulatory disease in his right leg. By the way, it was recently amputated. Did you know that? Yeah. Um, with that, he sued the PGA. Mm-hmm. Citing the Americans with Disabilities Act, it went to the Supreme Court and he won yeah. and he was not allowed to walk on the course and that's what that was about. Uh. Jim Brown would be fascinating because all of his civil rights okay. um i would everything that he did yeah. with civil rights, not to mention he was a player let me just let me just okay. give one more okay. Pete Rose would be fascinating that and that
2: would be again kind of the demons they's dealt with again but i but i i'd, I'd want to see it focused on frankly i'd want to see it focused on his last days as red reds manager and being suspended yep. i think that's the most interesting part one that's kind of i think a heartwarming comeback story and it has local ties here i'd love to i wouldn't mind seeing a tyler Matzik movie that'd be good that'd be a great movie that would be a great movie because especially in today's sphere because a lot of it is it would be focused on mental health by the Elemental way, side of it.
1: A, a, a friend of mine, his name is Robert Abbott. He's one of the best producers out there. We've actually had him on the show. Mm-hmm. He produces for a guy by the name of Don Van Natta, and Don mm-hmm. Van Natta has a show on ESPN Plus, and it's aired on ESPN. It's called Backstory. I just watched one the other night on Pete Rose, mm-hmm. and I like watching a lot of bi- I like watching biopics. Not even it doesn't even have to be sports. But did you know? Did you know, according to this, did you know that Shoeless Joe Jackson was months away from not being banned from baseball anymore? Wow. Uh, The the Dowd report, he's the guy who more famously investigated Pete Rose. Mm -hmm. The commissioner of baseball said to Dowd, look into Shoeless Joe Jackson. He looked into Shoeless Joe Jackson and said he should not be banned for life. They were getting ready to lift that ban. And then months later, the Pete Rose story broke. And the commissioner said, I cannot lift this ban on Shoeless Joe Jackson with what we believe is going to happen with Pete Rose. Pete Rose is responsible, literally, for Shoeless Joe Jackson not being in the hall. That's fascinating. The other thing also I'm thinking That's interesting.
2: about. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You would use the phrase lifetime ban. It's more than a lifetime ban. I mean, Shulasco Jackson's been kept out of the Hall of Fame for decades after his death. Right. He and unless sh- they are versed on Pete Rose, the same thing's going to happen to him.
1: The commissioner was about to lift the lifetime that ban was Bart, on was G- sh- Bart Giamatti. Right. Yep. And two months later, Giamatti said to Dowd, look into Pete Rose. Yeah. What do we have coming up on, just in case you missed it?
3: A familiar face to Nuggets fans, a first-time nominee for the Basketball Hall of Fame, along with a couple of former members of the Nuggets organization. And we'll get to that NHL Olympics news, as it looks like uh, there will be no NHL players playing at the Olympics. What does that mean for the Winter Games? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda, a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at sthmazda.com. live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew for signs of
1: welcome life, back afternoon drive goodman go mason watch us mileisports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Yesterday, we talked about the big popcorn tin in
3: the Mm -hmm. studio.
1: It's really good, and I'm sorry that um, all of our listeners and viewers cannot be here to enjoy it. So,
2: By the way, we got a text from my mom in the wake of the uh, segment about Bridgewater comments. Really good. She said, intense show. She asked me, am I
1: okay? (laughs) She knows you get wound up. Yeah. I told you, I'm the organ grinder. You're the monkey. You, you know, but look. This is a really good. I'm one.
2: not going to apologize for being wound up when people are sociopaths. I'm not going to apologize for that. Maybe I should. Maybe I should start expecting less of humanity. But I can't. You know, Mrs. Mason. There's still a
1: part of me that has hope. Mrs. Mason, do me a favor. Text Andrew. Um, and and give him your phone number so I can call you so I can learn how to deal with him. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan. With Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com.
3: Just in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it, sources have told Greg Wyshynski of ESPN that the NHL and the Players Association have agreed to not participate in the 2022 Olympics, probably the right move with the recent spike. As we discussed earlier, they are on pause until after Christmas. But Alex and I were talking back here uh, a couple segments ago that hockey is one of the events we look forward to the most in the winter games. Where does hockey rank in your top events to watch in the Olympics, and uh, what will you be looking forward to if there aren't any NHL players active for those games?
2: Me, it's one of the top ones. I love curling, and I'm looking forward to seeing, in particular, the U.S. Uh, men's team try to defend its shock gold medal from uh, Pyeongchang back in 2018. I mean, I can't. I think I went crazier watching the uh, the clinching end of that of that match than. I have for any Olympic event in a long time. So I, I like curling. I love short track speed skating, which is like kind of like roller derby on skates, basically. Um, and I'll watch the figure skating as well. I mean, the Winter Olympics is going to be very worth watching, but I do look forward to the hockey, especially when the NHL players are involved. But uh, you can't blame them not only for the spike in positive cases, but also the quarantine rules that were coming out from China.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to just end the
1: show? You just took three minutes. I didn't take three minutes with that answer. Please elaborate. Would you like to know my favorite? Yes, please do. The three-man luge.
3: I have a lot of respect for the guy in the middle.
2: There is no three-man luge.
3: <laughs> That's your favorite Winter Olympics joke, isn't it? Yeah. No, I just made that up. Oh, I'm you've pretty sure that. I've no, heard you've it made it now, now it's my favorite. No. <laughs> you've made that joke my before. my favorite. Now, have I? Yes, you have. Okay, I like the four-man luge. I have a lot of respect for the two guys in the middle. I like the curling a lot too, Mace. It's uh it's always a fun time watching that. Yeah. I mean, are you really an athlete doing curling? Are you really an athlete doing golf? I don't want to say anything that's gonna get me in trouble. How are you gonna get in trouble? I, I thought immediately sprang into mind and it was something that I shouldn't say. Unless so I'm not you're not gonna say it.
1: Unless you're a sweep unless you're a sweeper. I think it is, yeah. It unless you're a sweeper some athleticism. Unless, unless you're court. unless you're hold on, me yeah. Unless you're a sweeper, any sport that you can actually do with a beer in one hand is not a sport. And not spill. Okay. So, like tennis, you could do it, but you'd spill. Golf, you can't really do it. No, unless you're one-armed golf. So that means uh, because you you can't really drive a NASCAR car. nope. nope. With one hand. Nope. But curling, you can. Nope. If you're the stone thrower, you can get away with a beer in your hand.
0: And then it's you not yeah, a sport. Well, heart.
1: I don't know what that means, well, but it sounds do. like you're like off the, your medication.
2: Like you're telling, because of how much you put on the stone, and you're like sweep it hard, like to to clear a path. So you hear that all the time,
0: hard, hard, like that.
1: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, your one-stop shop for curling commentary. I love. Curling. Do we have a show coming up next.
3: No, we did not. Oh, I had one more. If you guys are interested, yeah, let's do it. I, I would. Just in case you missed it, Manu Ginobili, a very familiar name to Nuggets fans, a first-time nominee to the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. He joins Chauncey Billups and George Carl, among others, hmm. in this year's nominations pool. Is the longtime San Antonio Spur a Hall of Famer? I can't believe you didn't ask about Carl or Chauncey. In my mind, those guys are automatic. Carl's one of the most winningest coaches in uh, NBA history. I think he's yep. six, seven mm. on the list. I would
1: love to see George get in. I would love to see Chauncey get in. Ginobili, unfortunately for him, was the third best player on that team, and that might be held against him.
2: At the same time, though, it's the, the Naismith Hall of Fame is more than just the NBA. I understand. His role yep. on the Argentina team in the Athens Olympics of 04. I believe is that that is actually what pushes him over the top. Okay. So that's why I think you're going to see him make it to the Naismith Hall of Fame because it's it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame. It's there's some college people, college great college coaches and there is an ever stronger global component to the Naismith selection process, I think you know what we'll be
3: in. And uh, his influence on the game in popularizing the Eurostep, I think, <laughs> probably is taken into consideration. I'm
1: too. not sure that's a good thing because the Eurostep is traveling. You know what else I'd like to see in the Olympics? <laughs> the uh, conjoined twins figure skating oh my God. event. Now, would that be, hold on, would that be considered an individual event or pairs? Uh, two hearts, two
2: head, two he- two brains. It's pairs. I can't believe we're having this discussion. Who
1: decides who's the one spinning the other one? Oh my god! Did you just come up with that on the spot? Or did yeah, you I like, did. Please tell me you I'm weren't s- sitting on that for a while. No, I did. I just terrible. made it up. I just made. It. I so, would like to see identical twins pairs figure skating.
2: How about identical twins uh, synchronized swimming? I think there actually have been some identical twins compete in synchronized swimming too in the Olympics. Mace, let me tell
1: the jokes. You you stick with the analysis. I'll tell the jokes. Okay. I'm not telling a joke. I Mrs. Think. Mason, send me your son's phone number so we can have a chat. Uh-huh. Alex and Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. You don't have my phone number already? Oh, I have your phone. I need your mom's number to talk to her about you. God. Make it the best possible night. <laughs> yeah.
0: A cemetery where I sea. A stranger thing